Hello and welcome to the What We've Watched podcast. My name is Chris. This is Emmett. And this week on episode 81, we are doing our top movies of the 80s part 2. Uh, 85 to 89. So, yeah, last week we covered, uh... First half. First half of the 80s. 80s. Yeah. And, uh... This week covered the second half. The second half of the 80s. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, um... So, if you <laughs> did not hear last week's, listen to that. Listen to that, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh... Uh... Yeah, we left off with, yeah. The, the, the hard year of 1984. <laughs> uh... It was this Brutal. this second half of the decade in some ways was actually it's more spread out. It's definitely more spread out, which actually kind of made it harder. Like instead of having a single difficult year, it's there were more movies I liked on any given year, yeah, which I agree. which kind of made it tricky because I it's sort of to be fair, I, I'm following the same suit that I did for the first part, where I picked one movie from each year. That's good. Probably um, helps to avoid a little bit of the crossover. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Yeah. Um, also, I mean, there'll still be some. Well, there'll be obvious, some crossover. Obviously. Also, uh, you know, honorable mentions and stuff. Yeah. We've known each other for a long time, and I kind of know like the movies you like, and I have a fairly good idea of some of the things that may or may not be on your list. Oh, do you? Yeah. Um, it's not like I've never surprised you before. <laughs> no, no. But with these ones, Here's probably less I'm, so because I'm these are the fully ones. fully expected to be surprised, yeah. but one or two... Are, let's just say I'd be more surprised if they weren't. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, one of the things that definitely helped is um, a big year for movies in this half decade was 86. Yeah. And we've covered a lot of that year already. Yeah. Uh, Aliens... Uh, Transformers the movie, Top Gun, Highlander. So, you know, um, yeah. other movies from this era, uh, Die Hard, uh, Scrooged, Back to the Future. Uh, you know, so sort of a bit like um, in the first part yeah. we did of this, like definitely some movies that we've, I, I was like, oh, I feel safe. Like, well... I love all those movies. I don't. I don't. I don't have to pick them on the. I don't have to pick them on. I'll put them on a list. Right. Um. You know. Or I'm not going to put them on well, my list. So for me, know? for me, um, you know, the fact that we may have mm-hmm. done an episode about a movie or something yeah. wasn't really enough to like rule it out. Yeah. Um, no. 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 Definitely. Absolutely. But, if you feel strongly enough about it, for uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But I do have um mm-hmm. sort of like a special mentions mm-hmm. list, the same as I do usually. Yeah. Um. Me too. Some. Some of them are. I. My special mentions is specially themed. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, first one I should mention would be um, just following up on what I, I, yeah. I explained this on the last on yeah, part, yeah, yeah. part one, but with Star Trek. Um, Again, we have the, another Star Trek movie. Trilogy, as they call it, of, yeah. in two, three, and four, because um, that's one continuous storyline, mm-hmm. um, kind of spills between the early part of the, the 80s and the later part yeah. with. Um, Started for the Voyage Home is in '86, so that would f- fall into this category. But like I like I said in the last part, I've sort of separated that out into mm-hmm. its own thing. So it's like, yeah, I love Star Trek, especially those three, um, and I love Started for like Voyage Home. Like I love that; it's so good, it's amazing. It definitely deserves a place on the list, but it was so hard to have that and and be able to have everything else I wanted. Yeah, uh, without doing a lot of like tying and stuff like that. So, again, it's best to just, you know, view it as the trilogy. Um, if you ever want to see, like, the best of, like, the classic Star Trek movie era, yeah. 
watch those sure. two, three, and four. Just watch those in a row. Not not necessarily one sitting, obviously, mm. but but like you know, watch them kind of one after the other um, to some degree, and it's great because you get this like little extended story arc, and it's really cool. Um, one, one, uh, sorry for one, one of the most quoted yes. movies for me that, and that's always a sign of how much it's I love a, a movie. It's 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 probably my favorite of like that yeah. that era of stuff, the classic era of Star Trek. It's great, movies, it's by great, far. and yeah. and it's one of my most like quoted movies, and that's always a mm-hmm. sign of how much I love something. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you mentioned Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. Same kind of situation applies with Star Trek and with Star Wars, especially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Part three came out in 1990, Indeed. so yeah. that kind of splits the trilogy over between two decades. Over there. the two decades, and I really feel like that especially that one especially because there's literally no gap. Yeah, like you could watch those three movies in one one sitting if you could sit still for that long, and it literally never stops. Mm. There's no gaps in that story. Um, Yeah, which is incredible. Yeah, so so to me, that trilogy is kind of like if I was to place that on an all time like top blah 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 of all time movies list, I would just put back to future trilogy uh, yeah like yeah, to yeah. me it's all one big thing yeah yeah i mean, I mean you, we did we as it turns we out did, we happened to do an episode yeah we did an episode where we talked about it a lot so that's yeah, yeah, that's yeah. kind of there yeah um some that were i mean it's one of those like if we were doing this as a decade as a whole yeah like back to future one of the best movies of the yeah. 80s for sure you yeah know? yeah uh and then there's just a few that were on previous top fives so like um uh, Platoon was on the yeah. uh, uh, Oscar, Oscar Best Picture Winners yep. list. Um, that's a great film. Mm-hmm. 1986. Um, Hellraiser. The original yeah. Hellraiser. Is one of my favorites. Yeah. So that's 87. That was on our horror list. Um, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. My all-time favorite comedy. That's mm-hmm. 1988. That was on our remakes list. Yes. It's a yeah. remake of um, Bedtime uh, Story. Of a real garbage <laughs> Yeah. Um, and similar situation with Scrooged. That was yeah. on our Christmas list. Yeah. On both of our lists. Uh, yeah. We're both big fans of that one. Yeah. 1988 um plus so we did a whole episode <laughs> we did well we did a commentary <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah um so that's basically the special mentions stuff mm-hmm. that was you know left off for specific reasons yeah, yeah. um so yeah, yeah. You, you already mentioned pretty much yeah. all the same stuff um so you have anything else to uh, say by pre no. wise no i i that, that pretty so much covers be, the pre my pre- turn to start it is your turn to start any do you have any ties in your list or is it just five movies i do have one tie Tie? um which i've been trying to avoid ties more yeah uh, lately but uh i have a tie because it's two movies that would be kind of they would sort of occupy the same kind of slot Mm -hmm. um for reasons which would be obvious when i get to it um and i really couldn't decide between them i really had to have them both so it was just that a tie for that reason but i've definitely been trying to avoid ties more more so lately Mm -hmm. um all right, so my number five. Um, since uh, uh, since we did set aside Back to the Future as yeah. its own thing on special mentions, uh, go with another classic Robert Zemeckis film uh, from nineteen eighty eight, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Excellent. Um, so for me, this one uh, kind of plays into. I mean, I always talk about how you know I'm not. I don't really like fantasy, and this kind of is sort of a a form of fantasy in a way that I like, which is mm-hmm. the sort of, like, the sort of what if. Like, yes. the kind of, it's it's historical, but it's like, something's off, something's different. And, you know, I already like uh, sort of the, um, the sort of hard-boiled noir 
detective kind of mm-hmm. genre oh, anyway, yeah, Raymond Chandler yeah. and all that. I kind of like that genre anyway. So the idea of taking that and combining it with like, like oh, the classic era of Hollywood and classic cartoons, and then this concept of like cartoons are like a real living thing that oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know yeah, exist yeah. in the world and stuff. Um, just a brilliant idea, um, and uh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, it's really distracting. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, it, yeah, it's just a really brilliant idea. Um, Bob Hoskins, it was like really his breakthrough, absolutely kind yeah. of role in in American like in sort of big Hollywood films, mm-hmm. and uh, he's amazing. I mean, there's parts where he's the only thing really there, yeah, well, aside the only from person. like, like yeah. animated characters and stuff like that, and he does a great job. Um, I've heard from by all accounts of people involved with the film that he was phenomenal when it came to his ability to visualize the animated elements. Oh yeah, when yeah. they were shooting and just be able to just go with it, and it was just like he literally would just act like they were there, like mm-hmm. with the absolutely perfectly, like seamlessly, like he just it was as if he could see the animated elements, you know, um, just because of the, the type of actor that he was. Oh, he's a great actor. The type of mind that he had. Um, and uh yeah so i mean it's just it's really fun it's a real kind of it, it's sort of slightly subversive um Dis- disney did not release it as a disney film that, that's what i was gonna say it that, was yeah. pg-13 film and they did not allow that back then at the time yeah. uh for disney films to be released under that uh heck they hadn't even allowed pg films no it was g released old, as disney yeah. films for very long at this yeah. point that didn't start until yeah. i think the until yeah. the 80s um well, that was like up until then it was like that was like their touchstone branch or things like yeah, it that. it was touchstone yeah, yeah. It, that it was released as yeah so i mean i know we have like our disney lists coming up in the mm-hmm. near future but it doesn't quite fit as like it's not it will because it's not actually a disney film technically, technically no um even though it obviously is but it kind of yeah. isn't um because it doesn't actually say disney, disney anywhere but on there mean, but it's also um, it's not just disney characters too. yeah it's, well that was it, uh you know, steven spielberg an, an amazing yeah, well, like cooperation between yeah, which probably never to be seen again. No. But Steven Spielberg, uh, who's like an executive producer on it, and you know, just like he was with Black Future movies, like he he kind of helped Zemeckis out a lot in this kind of era because he already had like so much industry clout because he had had all you know his big successes under his belt, like Jaws and ET and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was where like Spielberg really came in was making the being able to facilitate those deals and stuff so that you got like the Warner Brothers characters were allowed to be in it and all that stuff which though that's like the two big rivals yeah and the idea of those coming together and being able to have you know Disney characters and Warner Brothers characters in the same film and whatnot is yeah. just like unheard of um you know probably would never happen again no and uh it was just a unique moment in time uh very unique film i mean and then the other thing is, is that for like the Disney lists, like that we're sort of planning, I'm kind of like, well, there's animation, and then there's like live action, and this is and neither. Like, what is it really? Because I mean, technically, I guess it'd be live action, but there's so much, tremendous amounts of animation all the way through the movie. It's yeah, it's not like there's say, key characters like, that are entirely animated. It's not like Pete's Dragon, yeah. which is like. Pete, the dragon is the only animated yeah dragon, and i you mean know. you only sort of see it intermittently exactly and it's essentially used as it's essentially visual effects exactly i exactly. mean today yeah, yeah, yeah. it would be a cg dragon which well, it is was in the, yeah, in, the remake. in the remake yeah and and you know that would just be seen as a visual effect okay. yeah um whereas this was like key main characters yeah 
that are completely animated. Backgrounds. Uh, uh, did, yeah, I mean, there are the, sequences. The car. They drive in the yeah, car. And it's there are not sequences even real. that are completely animated. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, the opening is a, is just a cartoon, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, the Toontown sequence is completely animated, yeah. except Bob Hoskins. Yeah. Um, so I mean, there's stuff like that. So it's it's a true hybrid in yeah. a way that goes beyond. Heck, some of the characters were even hybrids. Yeah. Because Christopher Lloyd yeah, yeah. is both a tune and a real yeah. guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Christopher Lloyd, amazing bad guy. Yeah, Christopher Lloyd is great, yeah. of course, you know, carrying over from yeah. from, uh, from Back to the Future, of course, yeah. uh, working with Zemeckis. So, I mean, it's, um, yeah, it's just, it's great. It's awesome. Um, and uh, I forget the guy, the actor who does um, Roger Rabbit's voice, but he does a, he's a famous... Oh, uh, Charles Fletcher. That's right, Charles Fletcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, he's he's in he's in Back to the Future. Back to the Future. And, yeah. Oh, he's in Part Two, actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, has a small role, but but yeah. Um, Kathleen Turner, uncredited as yes, correct. Yeah. As as uh, yeah. Well, as, I mentioned that when we did Jessica Rabbit. When Jessica I mentioned Rabbit, that yeah. when we did the um, Romancing the Stone. <laughs> Romancing the Stone. Because yeah. apparently, um, she and and Zemeckis like had a rough time, a rough, yeah. like working together, getting along, making mm-hmm. that film. So you know, whatever that was was obviously you know. Well, it was oh, actually dealt with to a degree enough yeah. that well, he w- yeah. worked with her to do that. To do that, well, because there was actually Jessica Rabbit. Actually, there was like three voices. Like Kathleen Turner did the main voice, and there was like a sub in. Yeah, and there was a singing voice, and then there was like a substitute voice. Um, for some reason, I, I I don't know what. Maybe it was for like extra work at the end or something oh, maybe, like that. Yeah. yeah, there was like a third like lady who did mm. some sub in voices. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I thought that doing putting this here would be good because it would kind of sidestep any issue yeah. of like, oh. does it really oh. fit anywhere on the Disney lists? Because yeah, yeah and, and of course the fact that it's not because for like you know I've been kind of starting to think about the Disney mm-hmm. stuff and I'm trying to stick with it's just strictly just things that were yeah. released as Walt Disney productions. So this being kind of its own thing, you know, it sort of works. To this have is it on this one list. of those movies that like. Uh, I I love I love I love this movie and yeah. it um I didn't see it at the time like it's like a lot of movies like my favorite movies I, I saw Journey for sure that I saw I was theater I think I did but I was so I was probably it was probably well into the nineties before I saw this one like I was probably sixteen before I saw wow. yeah. it was what like for some reason or another I wasn't able to see it as a kid like my parents were like. I wasn't allowed to see it. Yeah. It was for some reason. I have no idea why. Oh. And um, my parents were sometimes strict about things like that in an odd way about movies and TV. Yeah. You know, in the same way we didn't watch Simpsons in our house when I was a kid. Um, and and it's sort of like I always wanted to see it. It just kept slipping me by and slipping me by yeah. and slipping me by. I had to make like a real effort to like yeah. – and of course by that point – Everybody I knew had already seen I, it, you know. I and may so... have seen it in the theater. Um, I don't have a distinct memory of doing mm-hmm. so. I feel like I probably did. Yeah. Um, but even if I didn't, I would have seen mm-hmm. it like very early on, like as soon as it was available. And I've seen it a you know, bunch of times so. since then. I and mean, it's, it's one of the few that I've double dipped for in my in my current collection because uh, I had it on DVD and then I got like the newer Blu-ray, like oh, the yeah. anniversary edition Blu-ray or whatever. Oh, nice, nice. You know, twenty. 25th anniversary or yeah whatever, yeah yeah right? for sure so um yeah it's one of those few that i sort of double dip for but that's because like the visual quality wise definitely worth yeah it, it was like a, <laughs> it, well it was a big step up because it wasn't just like a you know a transfer like an ancient transfer yeah, it was yeah. like a brand new like master brand nice. new transfer so nice. it is really really good 
So yeah, it was worth it. And it wasn't like really costly either. It was mm-hmm. reasonably priced. So Yep. So number five is uh from our rabbit. That's that's awesome. Yep. Awesome. Uh okay, so uh my number five is from nineteen eighty six. Okay. Um it was definitely my problem year. Okay. A lot of films I could have picked from here. Uh but I decided to go with uh Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Okay. Um it's one of those movies that I just kind of enjoy to watch. Yeah. Like, it's just kind of a fun watch. Uh, it's, you know, so heavily quoted. So, um, I feel if I had been a few years older at the time, it would have definitely maybe had much more of a impact. Like it was definitely, I feel like a more of a coming into age film for people who were teenagers, like right then. Yeah. And you know, in 1986, I feel like that might, and we were six, we were a bit younger. I feel um, like that might've been my problem. Cause I, this is not one that I ever yeah. really got big but, into. Like I was like, I kind of a teenager by the time I saw it and started to enjoy it, you know, 13, 14 years old. Um, and, uh, it was one that was always in like heavy rotation in like with friends and stuff. Like mm-hmm. it was always like, we were always watching it. Hmm. Um, and it's, you know, I don't really say much about it. Kind of like everybody's seen it, you know, Matthew yeah. Broderick just, yeah, no, yeah, it's you cool. know, I mean, it just shows the, to goes to show you that, you know, there are like similarities, but there are things where we kind of diverge. Oh yeah. Right? Cause yeah. it's, it's one that I, I mean, I saw mm-hmm. uh, back in the day and I thought it yeah. was good, but it's never really stood out as being like a big favorite or anything. Yeah. Um, I just feel like, yeah, it's a movie. Yeah. It's a good movie yep. from the eighties, but. I wouldn't, you know, for me, I, I wouldn't put it in the like top, high, high on the higher. Yeah, um, what it, is. it was. Uh, it's it's one of those again because I'm picking sort of one movie from every year. Like, yeah, it's maybe not exactly my favorite movie from '86, but it's sort of my favorite from '86 that we haven't like really heavily gone no, that's into. Fine. That's fine. Um, uh, but uh, uh, not as uh, many comedies on this list as. Uh, my my got, eighty to eighty four. I have a list. few comedies on like honorable mentions. Yeah, because yeah, there yeah. are some really good comedies. It's just from yeah. that era. It's just that other yeah. stuff kind of took precedence. Took precedence. Um, um, but there are some really yeah. good comedies from that era. Uh, and this one, this one's always I always I always find the funny stuff funny. Like every time, um, it's good. Yeah, like I said, yeah, I'm not bad mouthing. It's just it was never. Um, it, it definitely. Uh, this was like my number five was in question like kind of up until this morning yeah like i really didn't know what i was going to be doing with it that's fine and so i decided like given like a bunch of movies to watch from that you know ferris bueller's day off it's you can just chill with it you know ferris bueller's day off and chill you know uh, take take a day off take a day off watch Watch. ferris bueller's yeah fake fake being sick don't go into work watch ferris bueller's day off bore your friend's dad's car and then get in trouble. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, I, again, I haven't seen it in a number of years. Not a lot to say about it other than I just kind of like enjoying it. Just like a relaxing, fun watch. But yeah. Yeah. So yeah. The sort of 1986 Ferris Bueller's Day Off, my number five. Cool. All right. That's fair. Number four to you. All right. Number four. Uh, so number four. Um, number four is just like one of those movies that everybody kind of likes. Mm-hmm. Like it's just one of those kind of. Just, you know, only people who really might not like it is, like, people who maybe just are not, you know, just a different age and they just never really 
saw it at the right time or oh, they okay. just you know not that it, don't know that that well but i mean i've never really heard of anyone not liking it. it's just one of those very mm. likable it's it's for the most part pretty like all ages appropriate largely i mean i think maybe there might be like some subtle jokes and stuff that i think mostly would go over kids heads that uh, wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't really be a problem but it's pretty oh. all ages appropriate um and and uh, much like i was talking about with um you know who for rabbit kind of hitting up kind of like a a kind of fantasy that i sort of like this is also kind of another sort of fantasy i sort of mm-hmm. like which is kind of the storybook kind of type of thing you know the sort of like very fairy tale oh okay kind of fantasy oh gosh i um, thought i knew what you were talking about now i don't and, uh, you got me guessing back and well, forth well uh in my first list yeah uh you know i i tend to um the same filmmakers tend to come up a lot again and again in in, in my favorites yeah, and on, oh, my, on the first mind, list, I know what this is. <laughs> on the first list, I had uh, a Rob Reiner film. Yeah, the Spinal Tap. Mm. Um, this is another Rob Reiner film. It's uh, from 1987, The Princess Bride. Yeah. Um, so uh, honestly, the reason I couldn't guess what it was, yeah. I thought this would be higher. Um, I know you love this movie. Well, this, this is movie. the best I can do. I wanted it to be higher, but then oh, it would yeah. be like a five-way tie for first or second <laughs> place. <laughs> okay. um, so. It's great film. Yeah, I, yeah. no, there, I just a masterful yeah. on every level. Um, I love the fact that it can be kind of for everyone. Like, there's really it's not it's not a kissing movie, is it? Yeah, like I like a book, a kissing book. Kissing yeah, book. Is a, it's not a kissing um, book. Is you know, I just, I mean, it starts with obviously. I mean, Rob Reiner it should be greatly credited for bringing all the elements together mm-hmm. as a director. You know, he basically was able to take all the elements, put them together. And put them on screen in such a masterful way, but um, but basic to that, it starts with William Golden's writing. Yeah, um, he adapted his own book, but he actually adapted his own book and then wrote uh, the screenplay and had full control over the script. A f- more faithful adaption of a book you will probably never find. No, it's extremely faithful. <laughs> um, the only thing that really changes is like the sort of framing story, mm-hmm. just because the original framing story of the book wouldn't really kind of work that well Translate cinematically. Movie. So yeah, he yeah. basically made a framing story that worked better cinematically. Yeah. But the actual story itself is pretty much bang on, mm-hmm. right down to the dialogue and everything. Um, and, and because the book is intentionally, um, as he describes it, it's it's the ju- only the good parts version of yeah, the story. Yeah. Um, it's already very cinematic, very yeah. fast-moving. It's why it works probably anyway. so well. So he didn't really movie. have to cut a lot of stuff out. There's mm-hmm. not a lot of like deeper character development. You get all the yeah. character development you need mm-hmm. in the story as it's presented. Yeah. It's not an especially long book. No. You know, it's like no, a I mean, novella. Once you, sort of, you know, yeah. once you cut out all the kind of more literary devices yeah. of the framing story and the, and mm-hmm. like the, the, the side commentary from the author and stuff like yes. that, which yeah, you don't yeah. need in the movie, uh, once you cut that all out and you just focus on just the story... Um, you know, there's not too much that you have to shave off to make it yep. a film. Um, yeah, it's great. Um, the cast is incredible. Um, oh, well, I mean, when you at, consider at the heyday of the, I mean, this is the late eighties. Yeah. The heyday of using Fred Savage and, uh, Peter Falk as your framing characters. Yeah. Super duper well-known. Yeah, you know? that's true. But, but I mean, <laughs> and then your main cast is... But it's just like now when you see like the same like kid actors yeah, yeah, yeah. show up again yeah. and again and things because there's only so many good, good kid child actor. actors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you know Fred Savage was kind of one of the ones back then. Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, but 
I mean, such a diverse cast yeah. in terms of like bringing together all these people from totally different backgrounds, totally different experience levels, totally different like yeah. sort of types of acting and stuff like that. When having like you know Andre the Giant, turns out Andre the Giant. He can act pretty good. Yeah, like under like, the right circumstances. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like like he, he did not just sort of do like a pro wrestling kind of over the top scenery chewing performance. No. It was like an actual yeah. acting performance. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then you have like Wallace Shawn and you had yeah. like people that were Again, somebody who Yeah, and then you, you had know. like people you know, or 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 um, you know, Mandy Patankin. Okay, Mandy Patankin. And then you had like People that were very, very new. Carol was. Like Carol was, right? Bryce, kind Wright. of like, yeah, both Robin of them. Wright was brand they, new. They both basically, like, became known from yeah. this movie, more or less. So you, you had know? people like that that were sort of just getting started. Then you had people that had been around for a bit, had done, like, a lot of, like, the stage work and very, mm-hmm. like, high-end dramatic stuff. Yeah. Um, so it was just like, you know, Peter Falk, obviously, was yeah, a yeah. huge, you know. Uh, so it was just, like, such a diverse... The, the... The prince there, played by um, oh Chris Sarandon, Chris Sarandon, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, which is a great <laughs> character. Like, like it's great because he's a very unconventional villain. Yeah, because like he's not like some raving lunatic or like evil. Like it's like you can kind of see where yeah. he's coming from. Like he's still the villain, but like mm. you can sort of see where he's coming from. And it's like you know he's actually portrayed as like he's competent yeah. at what he does. Like they show how he's like he's like a master like tracker and huntsman and yeah. stuff like that. Um, you know, and he's not played for, you know, um, and, uh, you know. Well, he's, like, a little over the top, but, like, not... Like, at moments, but at, at, moments, at the yeah. right moments, yeah. you know, but... Yeah. Uh, he's not, yeah, he's not, like, a, he's not, like, a, like, insane yeah. villain or Christopher anything. Christopher Guest returns from, from yeah. Spinal Tap, yeah. the six-fingered yeah. man, Count Rugen, uh, another great part. I mean, I've everyone... just sucked one year yeah, from your Like, life. everyone is so good... <laughs> And, also, and mass it, mass such a heavily quoted movie, and it's so diverse. Like yeah. there's so many different mm. types of people, and they all bring together. That's why I was sort of saying, like, credit oh, yeah. Rob Reiner of how he was able to bring all these yeah. diverse elements together uh, and make it work so well. Like I, I feel like it's really once like a like a one of a kind. Uh, it, it is uh, an amazing film. I love. Seeing the it's later Bride. in your list, isn't it? It is not. La- <laughs> it is not later on my list. I, I deliberately this goes. I deliberately left it off this list because I knew it would be on yours. Yeah. So I, I felt safe. It more or less would be on my list. It's just you so know, great. It's like, so good. Like what, it is what's, just so good. I, you know. Again, like you said, nobody's watched the Prince. The only people who don't like the Prince's Bride are people that don't know because they haven't seen it yet. Pretty much. Nobody I mean, watches I feel a, like that's the case. Yeah, nobody watches the Prince's Bride and goes, "That's not for me." Yeah, you know, I, I, I and that's why I feel like it's very sort of unique, almost because yeah. it is kind of for everybody. Like yeah. it just, like unless you're just the most yeah. m- like bitter, cynical, like Scrooge out there. Yeah, I don't see how you could it's, not like. It is. It's one of those films like there's so much memorable stuff in it. Like if you've seen it any number of times, you can. I've seen it a lot of times. Yeah, well, yeah, you, you <laughs> both, both of us have seen it quite a few times. You yeah. even more than me. Yeah. It's. Um, it's one of those like if you even think about it, it's not hard to remember this movie pretty much front to back. Yeah, because it just but rolls it's still from satisfying one. Watching it. it, but it just rolls from one like memorable. Like, yeah, if you just keep talking about the memorable scenes in the movie. Yeah, by the end of the conversation, you've just discussed true. the entirety of the film. It's, true, it's amazing. But at the same time, it's, somehow it's also yeah. it never gets old. Uh, no, it gets old. Either. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's and 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 so much of that is like just presentation 
<laughs> and dogs falling downstairs. And so much of that is just uh, like the, the presentation of of the like the the scene framing and how memorable he makes everything feel. Yeah. Well, and and also uh, the acting. Yeah, the acting is so good. The characters are oh so memorable so you know it's kind of a shame in some way that like these actors like did such a great job with this movie and then like i can't really think of another carrie Elwes movie that kind of stands up to what he did in this one and i've no, seen but, a number but, of them but the, you know it's like that doesn't necessarily have to be the case you like, know, it is, sometimes yeah, you know, lightning yeah. strikes and that's and it doesn't always you know, strike yeah. perfectly twice yeah. you know yeah. and if you get one film in your lifetime that is of this I mean as a performer yeah that is at this level yeah you gotta be pretty happy because a lot of people don't get that this is the kind of movie that like looking back like should have won like awards like serious awards for what it did and what it was you know done maybe it was just seen as too light too much of a trifle maybe yeah I don't know I don't know it's it's funny because like I mean I don't know like what was critically acclaimed during the, the, you know, 1986? 87? Yeah. 87, right, yeah. Uh, but, like, I feel Princess Bride probably more remembered than most other films. Yeah, but, you know, you know that's yeah. classics for you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that is an excellent... Right. Yeah, so that's no, my four. Fantastic. All right, um, my four mm-hmm. leads us to our first crossover from 1988, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Okay. Yeah. Um... Yeah, no, basically, basically not. Like, it's, it's, um, one of the, oh no, it is the best movie that combines animation and people. It, it looks the best. It, 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 like, both technically and thematically does it it the best. It's as cutting edge as you could possibly have gotten at that time. And it's really kind of the end of an era, too, because it's basically, like, right it's at the very peak of yeah. the pre-digital era exactly before yeah. digital started taking over mm-hmm. you know and it's and, the best that the conventional old way of doing things could ever get uh, and did ever get as far as that I, stuff someone goes. as a, a young man saw cool world three times in the theater but didn't see who framed roger yeah. rabbit till he was probably 15 well, like, <laughs> you know like yeah, I, I love Roof and Roger Rabbit. Oops. <laughs> it, it, you know, whatever. When yeah. you're when you're young, yeah. you make dumb mistakes. Um, uh, I feel like there's probably something else you could have seen in those other times. Other times? <laughs> it was an era of, you know, $4 matinees. You know, yeah. you went and saw movies a bunch of times during the summer. But no, like, yeah, no, Hoover and Roger Rabbit is... Uh, it's an amazing... It, I, I Again, I think... I could say it falls in the same example as, as Princess Bride. Like, who watches Who Framed Roger Rabbit and doesn't like it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, if you don't who really doesn't like, have a good time with those? Really like, you know, I mean, or maybe you don't that. Like the, yeah, if you don't like, you don't your, like period pieces. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, um, you don't like you know, sort of you know, Bob Hoskins alone. Like, as you said about his performance, how he he acts, and and I mean, at that time, that was still a, a you know, acting acting against nothing was still a. A uh, 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 hard trick for a lot of actors to pull well, off. And 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 the and what's key is that not just a matter of acting against not something that's not there, which I mean, reacting to nothing. But, to but nothing. the <laughs> fact <laughs> that um, this wasn't just a matter of of acting or reacting to like 
like visual effects things that are yeah, going to yeah. be put in later. This was actually interacted with characters, characters that were yeah. like major characters in the film. And you know, yes, they did have like you know Charles Fleischer was there on set doing yeah, yeah. lines and stuff like that, but it's still yeah. not the same because no. you're not like face to face, you know, mm-hmm. actually acting with the actor. Um, so I mean, yeah, it just amazing. You know, uh, I mean, they do that a lot now. They have like human stand-ins mm-hmm. for for sometimes with characters and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, well, now uh, I mean, now you can, they've gotten it to the point where like with performance captured CG characters, we do where, like where they like can with Groot from where they can literally do the performance capture in yeah. real time in real time as yeah, they're yeah. doing the regular scene. Yeah, so they don't even have to take the original actor out. No, they can yeah. just shoot with the and actor they just and use just him, replace yeah, yeah, them yeah, with yeah. the like with the like, with, like with like Groot from Guardians of the Galaxy, where yeah. they just put Vin Diesel on stilts and yeah. he just. He basically was this the character that you know, so it's yeah that uh, the ability to do that is is uh, how, how do they do it for Baby Groot? The Baby Groot, it, they, they shrunk Vin Diesel down. <laughs> That's tiny. amazing. Yeah, yeah, man, the technology. It's amazing. Yeah, if they they, they can't do All right. it. Uh, yeah. So my number four is is uh, Hoover and Roger Rabbit. Yeah. Cool beans. Yeah. All right, number three. Yes. My three. Yes, your three. Uh, this is my uh, my uh, tie. Oh, you're talking. Oh, right. uh, and it's just because, you know, oh. these are two. Well, typically, I when I you know because I mean I I do a lot of following like particular filmmakers and directors like, mm-hmm. especially during certain eras like when they often will make several films in a row that I'm just like wow, that was great. Wow, that was great too. Wow, that was really great too. Um, and I usually try to just like pick one as like the pick. Yeah, like whatever the one I think is like my favorite one. Um, but sometimes like in a case like this, it's just impossible to pick between them. Like you just, I have to have two. Yeah. Um, so I did that in this case. So, uh, my three is, uh, two, um, Tim Burton films. Oh, uh, from 1988 Beetlejuice and 1989 Batman. Yeah. Um, so yeah, these were, were succeeding back to back films, Mm -hmm. uh, to, you know, back to back years. Yeah. Um, Beetlejuice is just much like the that, other. That was one I knew was safe to leave off my yeah, list because I'm much... your, your love of Beetlejuice. Yeah, it's definitely one of the movies I've watched the most times. Um, like one of the, mm. not the one I have watched the most, but one of uh, the ones I've watched the most. Um, it's another one of those ones kind of fits with like the other things we've been talking about where it's just, it's so one of a kind. Yeah. Like, nothing like there's been other films that try to occupy that sort of like it's comedy but it's kind of got like a little sort of macabre kind of like supernatural horror kind of element to it but it's like still sort of comedy and still kind of like wacky in a way yeah there's been other films that kind of try to occupy that that sort of niche but like but nothing has really kind of hit the exact target that Beetlejuice hit like no. it's very one of a kind yeah um it's it's just it's something about the way the elements came together that just it was like damn near perfect um brought a whole new sort of uh notice for michael keaton yeah absolutely um because even though it was still comedy and he was always considered like a comedy guy mm-hmm. um it really kind of broke him out of the sort of almost kind of bland sort of yeah. comedy that he was kind of known for just kind of like yeah he's just another comedy actor nothing special you know and bill just was just like 
this whole new thing because first of all the bizarro like, well, film. crazy like manic performance kind of yeah. a little bit like a sort of a robin williams yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of that his comedy of like that real manic just like off the wall manic performance mm. um but it's the like the uh the balance of sort of um opposite aspects that really makes it because beetlejuice is like disgusting and yeah like unlikable <laughs> yeah. but also kind of likable like mm-hmm. you, you kind of are just like yeah beetlejuice is awesome and you kind of root for him at moments yeah. but then at the same time you're like wait he's terrible he's horrible you know he, i feel that that is like tim burton is an expert at he, making a character both grotesque and likable he's like he's a he's he's a protagonist yeah. of the film but he's also an antagonist, antagonist of the film yeah. depending on kind of what moment of the film you're in um you know like of course the music is great i mean mm-hmm. you know, you yeah, know yeah. there's that legendary time when <laughs> it came on television and like the first notes of yeah. the opening yeah you weren't even looking at the tv yeah i was like oh beetlejuice yeah it was like the first note yeah yeah um yeah, I love the music for just early uh, classic Danny Elfman. Yeah, um, and uh, yeah, just uh, Winona Ryder, obviously, mm. pretty early on. Um, she's quite young, and that was a big breakthrough for her. Yeah, uh, you know, Alec Baldwin, Gina Davis. Um, I mean, get, like quite the cast, yeah, really. You it's know? a great cast. They all do a great. The job. fact that they they all signed on for like this. I mean, Tim Burton wasn't a big deal no at this point and this movie he was, was, he was on an up he was on his trajectory going yeah up. and this movie was very left field from the like yeah but i think i mean to be fair there was a lot of movies from this but sometimes era that, people can just see the quality yeah, of, in something yeah. and they just go you know what like everybody guessed right yeah like you they know? were just like yeah. you know what this seems good mm-hmm. and we're gonna go with it yeah um and yeah it's just the aesthetics of like the design and just everything just perfect yeah um and this then, is one of those where i kind of feel like uh i'm glad they haven't but how have they not remade beetlejuice yeah you know well, there's a lot of talk about them doing kind of because oh like a sequel well the new sort of thing is like going back and like reviving old properties yeah. like like in continuity with the original and bringing mm-hmm. back some of the original people involved yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. Like that sort of has happened a number of times recently and it's kind of still happening. Yeah. Um, you know, like Blade Runner 2049 coming yeah. out next year and stuff or this year, I guess. Yeah. And stuff like that. So yeah, next year is this yeah, year. This oh my goodness. Next year is this year. Um, so, you know, there, you know, Tron legacy finally happened. Yeah. yeah. It's like that. So it's like, there's, there's, it, there is a bit of a trend <laughs> of that sort of thing happening. Um, and there has been a lot of talk, which, kind of it kind of heats up and cools off and heats up and every once in a while you're like oh the, the sequel to the, beetlejuice they're, they're coming out with, yeah, with another yeah. beetlejuice um i i wouldn't expect that they could reproduce like the magic of the original i wouldn't expect it to be as good but it could still be yeah. good like it still could still be worthwhile so um i'm open to the I, the yeah. possibility but i think as time goes on the longer yeah. they wait well i think the big thing would be like harder. tim burton's involvement because yeah. I feel like it's not the same Tim Burton. <laughs> uh, it's like in Multiplicity when you make a photocopy of a photocopy of a photocopy, and I feel Tim Burton's films are that way. Like it's oh. from he makes. I mean, that man is prolific. Yeah, but every time you know, I stay fairly current with his movies, and they're 
it feels that there's a little less heart in every next in every film and every next film Maybe. and it's like and his his creativity isn't stymied his like he's still like it's up and down yeah and it, but it, the potential is yeah always, yeah you know and could, so could like come back. can we can we get tim burton to bring his a game to this you know i don't know you know the but only then, way to find out is to do it you know and, try. and i mean michael keaton who kind of more or less retired kind of unretired himself uh re- like more or less yeah, recently I think he just wasn't so, getting a lot of good he was, you know well he, he wasn't i think it was super funny he like he didn't have to do stuff, so he wasn't doing stuff unless he really wanted to, and there was nothing, you know. Uh, and then I think Birdman kind of so the other part of it bit, but, yeah. is Batman. Batman, also um, Tim Burton. Uh, yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, it's the, the next. The tie out it there. was the next year. Yeah. Um, so you go from with Beetlejuice, at least it was still kind of comedy. Um, then you, you know you have the announcement Tim Burton's doing the Batman film, yeah. and they've cast Michael Keaton, and that was very controversial <laughs> at the time because everyone was just like, "Oh, you know, he's he's like not Mr. Mom is going to be yeah, Batman. He's, he's kind of like short <laughs> and kind of like doesn't really look that imposing, mm-hmm. and he's like a comedy actor and yada yada. Yeah, and and of course, Little Juice is going to be Batman. <laughs> it's important to remember also that at this time, like public perception of batman was very kind of confused yeah because really all there had really been that was really well known was like the 60s tv show which was the deliberately campy and and you know silly kind of thing and there had been this movement towards like darker stuff happening in the comics of the time Uh like you know year one and dark Knight returns and stuff like that um but, you know, the general public mostly didn't sort of know about that, but sort of people in the know kind of knew about it. So I don't think there was a lot of, like, people didn't really know what to expect. Yeah. Um, and with all of the stuff that's been done with Batman since, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously it's, you know, well known that this, that <laughs> the franchise that began with this film yeah. kind of went off the rails pretty quickly. <sighs> And, you know, they started having to replace the such actor. A tr- such a tragic end and to such an amazing start. Yeah, but it's the exact same thing that happened with the Superman yeah, yeah, series, yeah. except that they didn't have to change the actor. Yeah, I guess that's, yeah. But, I mean, it's, you know, it just, it happens all the time. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. I'm, I'm so used to it at this point. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't yeah, even yeah. really bat an eye. Yeah. But, you know, since then... We've First had... thing you do is you change director, yeah. then you change a major character, and then you ch- then you change your director again, yeah. and then by but... the third movie, it's... <laughs> so, you know, and then... But since then, we've had, like, the Dark Knight films, which were yeah. well-received, and things like that. You know, now we have another Batman mm. with the Ben Affleck version in the current stuff that they're doing. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, a lot has happened since, um, and... You know, when I remember when I first saw, like, especially Dark Knight, um, and I was really impressed with that, and I was like, whoa, this is like a new kind of bar. But, you know, after you sort of see it, and the initial kind of uh, impression sort of starts to, like, fade, and it's like, there's just something about this one, the 89 film, that's just very classic, and I don't think it'll ever really, like... The new Batmans are, like, high spectacle very dramatic dark serious films this is the fun to watch batman film yeah but it's still dark <laughs> oh and, it's still dark and, and I mean, absolutely in comparison to what had come before it on screen yeah it was dark in a way like mm-hmm. nothing else had really ever been yeah um jack nicholson's performance as the joker jack was nicholson is great 
I mean, th- that was the one probably... It's different that, every time. Yeah, That's yeah. the thing, right? Like, every Joker that they've done is different. Yeah. And they're all sort of good in their own way. And it's not just one thing. Like, it's not... Like, I, I'm fine with people having preferences and being like, oh, well, I like this Joker the best. You know, I like yeah. Heath Ledger as Joker the best, or I like this or that. But that's the whole point is that give me that Mel Torme Joker. <laughs> it, it can be, it can be anything, right? Yeah. So, I mean, to me, um, part of it also is just the impact that it had at the time in my life, because the age that I was at, and this is like one of the first, like of the sort of new breed of really huge, like blockbuster, yeah. just mind blowing movies that I was kind of at an age to sort of yeah, see when it came out and be very like cognizant of, um, because a lot of earlier stuff, like, you know, like Superman and stuff like that was all much earlier, right? The first Superman movie was 78. Like yeah. I, you know, I did not <laughs> like a year before. old. So, <laughs> you know? so, you know, and other things of that ilk, like a yeah. lot of the early, you know, Spielberg stuff and that. Yeah. Um, so a lot of that stuff I kind of came to later. This was something that was coming out when mm-hmm. I was like actually aware and able to be like, yeah. yeah, Batman. And I went, and I mean, I was so excited. I went to one of the first, possibly, like, the opening night. Uh, but if not, like, certainly very, very early. I think it was opening night. And I loved it right from the start. Always have. There's just... I just didn't I, remember, like, just begging my parents to take me to see Batman. Again, like, it's please, just... Please, I want to see Batman. I want to see totally Batman. Totally unique about it that's never been um, duplicated effectively. Like, just the design aesthetic this kind of like comic like very dark comic book world yeah. where you had the these buildings that were all like like miniatures and matte matte paintings and stuff that just like they were like, super stylish like gothic architecture that yeah. could never really exist but it just it fit perfectly you know um michael keaton turned out to be amazing you know like everyone was kind of like oh it's gonna be terrible and then like mm. they saw it and it was like yeah he proved them wrong like he was great I mean, and to this day, obviously, people still debate about it, and be like, you know, a lot of people now, in retrospect, are like, oh, yeah, he wasn't that good or whatever. But at the time, he he definitely yeah. won a lot of people over that, For that sure. doubted him. Yeah. Um, but again, it's one particular um, interpretation mm-hmm. that is different every time, and that's what people people just need to kind of make peace with that. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with liking one particular interpretation or another. It doesn't. It doesn't have to be about this one's good, this one's bad. You know, it's one of the few Batman films where you can really like Bruce Wayne. There's something about Bruce, like the way they portray Bruce Wayne. He's much more likable. I generally kind of always like him. It. <laughs> that's just me. I guess. I guess he's not. Maybe because he's not such a dark, brooding Bruce Wayne in this. Say versus a lot of the other renditions of Bruce Wayne, especially more recently that. You know, I I think of like the, I mean, it, it's even played a bit for laughs. The the di- the dinner scene at the giant table, yeah, and like just how is there's you, lots of funny, yeah, laughs. yeah, and it's just like like oh yeah, like you didn't really get any of that. You don't really get that kind of Bruce Wayne with like the the other a lot of the other adaptations no, they, of the films. They yeah. emphasize yeah the humor a little bit, yeah. um, but it's um. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, awesome. No. Another one that I quote from a lot. No, there's a lot of quotables. <laughs> yeah, there's stuff that I just love. I mean, I love when 
I love how you don't see uh, the Batmobile for like the first good chunk of the movie, um, and then the way that it's revealed is when <laughs> Batman goes and rescues um, Vicky from like the museum thing, like oh, the restaurant, right. yeah. the museum restaurant, and they and there's like Joker there and everything, and then they run out. He like he takes her out, and they go out mm-hmm. uh, front, and he's like get in the car, and she's like which car. And he's and then and then you just the cuts to <laughs> the yeah. reveal of the Batmobile like like how could you not realize it's right there uh, like still you know. by far my favorite Batmobile oh it's like, amazing yeah, yeah. the eighty nine Batmobile is amazing <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know just so many things like that you know yeah no you know, I uh, think you weigh a little more than one hundred eight you know <laughs> yeah. and just like all yeah, the yeah, little yeah, thing, like yeah, the, yeah. The, the sort of I love how Batman has like a sense of humor but mm-hmm. it's very like dry and like it's very like like it's like quippy but it's not. Yeah, mirthful. You know, yeah. he, he's not like, "Haha, I'm Batman." Yeah. It's still dark, but it's it's dark. It's like dark, but it's just humor- wait for that rendition of Batman. Yeah, it's dark, but it's still like yeah. humorous because it's. I like, feel like "Haha, dry. I'm Batman" was one of the later Batman's in this series. <laughs> it's very like dry wit kind of yeah, yeah. humor, you know. Um, that was Val Kilmer coming along. <laughs> oh, actually, he was even more serious. Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, actually, um, no. Maybe it was everyone else was like, ah, he's Batman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Killer wasn't too bad. No, no. Uh, it the was... Movie, uh, the movie that surrounded him was, wasn't very wasn't great. It wasn't uh, great. It was really... I wouldn't watch his debut came out. Yeah. Uh, George Clooney. George Clooney. That was kind of like... the the yeah, that, that, yeah, was, that, that was just oh, a disaster well. on every level. Yeah. But, um, no, but no, yeah, it, so... 89 Batman is so Batman, Yeah. So it's back to back amazing Tim Burton films. Yeah. yeah. No. Well, and there's another one coming up. Coming up for ninety. Yeah. So he he was on a bit of a roll in this period. All right. Uh, so that's your number three. Uh, that was three. Yep. That was your three. Okay, my three. My three is a follow up to my three from my last list. What was it? I don't remember. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Oh, okay, cool. Because I had Indiana Jones. Right. Right. Just Raiders. Just, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. Um, from 1989, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Yeah. Um, so we touched on that a little bit. Yeah. You, you sort of mentioned that that was the one that you liked the best. Harrison Ford, Sean Connery. Uh, yeah. yeah, I've seen this movie so many times. It's it's sort of dis. I, I feel like like I love Raiders of the Lost Ark. I, I like Temple of Doom. Uh, I like Raiders best. Yeah, you like Raiders best. Yeah, like. I feel like they're, they're they're all good. This one gets maybe a little too, like, over the top and kind of it, a little too fanciful. A for little, its, you it, know. I I don't know if maybe I Doesn't like it as... more because of yeah, that. It feels more like kind of more like sort of an action movie. Like it, I mean, it's kind of like there was Bond, a lot of action, kind of, kind of a Bond compared to the previous that. two movies. There was a lot of action in this. Film. Yeah. Um. You know, uh, but I, I just the him and his dad, mm-hmm. you know, playing off each other. Yeah. And uh, Conner, Connery, uh, there's only about a twelve year difference between, yeah, which is and, hilarious. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, they really just knock. I think like the, like the duo of them, like but, really. But the, by this point, the age difference between Indy and Harrison Ford had gotten quite wide. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they always a lot more time. They, he cast. They yeah, it was yeah. a lot more time. Yeah, yeah. He would have been forty-seven, I guess, at this point. Yeah, and Indy was only thirty-nine. 30, so yeah, yeah, like an eight-year difference mm-hmm. there. So, so if you can't count for that, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, Sean Connery the, was the fact yeah. that there was a twelve-year difference mm-hmm. between the actors in real life. It sort yeah. of makes sense. Uh, the supporting cast in this film is awesome. Yep, 
Well, it's uh, a lot of people back from from Raiders. Raiders, yeah. So. And uh, got like John Reese Davies, John Reese Davies, Devin Elliott, and, yeah. Uh, who what we just saw in. Uh, uh, oh, and Trading Places. Trading right? Places, yeah, 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 okay. yeah. We yeah. we did actually watch Trading Places right after yeah. Uh, doing the, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just to remind ourseems that yeah, it was really great. And, well, I mean, we hadn't seen it in a while. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's such a fun film. Uh, it, to me, it is one of those films where if I think about, like, kind of, like, all my favorite parts of it, I kind of just end up laying the movie out, like, front to back. Yeah. Like, it, it is fun, but I feel like maybe it's maybe a little too fun. It, it, it definitely is. The, I think maybe they, light, they lightened it up maybe a little too is, much for my it taste. Is, it is sort of definitely the lightest. In I like ter- the more kind of threatening kind of Yeah, darker. it's definitely not as dark and threatening. Um, I, I, in some ways, kind of feel... Uh, Temple of Doom might be kind of the the goofiest of the three, but I think that might be unintentional. Like it was yeah. kind of supposed to be the the darkest, it was. but some of the stuff comes yeah, across as a well, little. And yeah. that is and that is more it was looking just, it back was on it. And, and I think that is definitely more looking back on it now. Yeah. At the time, it probably wasn't, but looking back on it now, some of the effects don't play as there, well. Some of the stuff there's some missteps, you know. Yeah. Um, but I definitely put, put I mean, to, 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 to be honest, it's much like 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 you know like the star trek trilogy or the back to the future yeah. trilogy like the trilogy of movies is it's solid you know you can really yeah it's a solid you know you, you can't really lo- you watch anything you can't lose but i do remember like we we got back to the future on v or no back to the future jeez well we did have back to the future <laughs> but also we had indiana Jones last crusade on vhs mm-hmm. and that's a lot of time in the player yeah. um it's great yeah, uh, don't no, get me wrong i like no. it but i just you know yeah I don't, but like I said, like Ark was. I don't feel it's also on my previous list as so. sort of great yeah. a film, but you know it's great. Yeah. It, I mean, it is good. It's just not. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, so number three for me. Yeah, Indiana Jones: Last Crusade. That's my 1989 pick. Cool beans. All right, number two. This is really really hard. Yeah, I wanted this to be my one. Oh. Um, but. I really couldn't. The see movie it. that I thought was going to be on your one, I already know wasn't on your list, so I'm I'm already have no wait, idea. Wait, the movie you thought was going to be one, it's not on my list. It's not going to be on your list, so I'm already surprised. Okay, yeah. Uh, I wanted this to be my one. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was going to be my one. Yeah. And the more I thought about it, I realized that I just couldn't. Really make it <laughs> it's happen. a number two. <laughs> no, no, not that. I just couldn't really make it happen without oh. kind of making. Like, I really didn't want to have a tie for one or anything like that. You would have had to make up lies about number one in order to bring it down to number two. No, I just... You'll, you'll understand in a okay, moment. Yeah, you'll understand yeah. in a moment. But my point is, is that, like, in my head, I was just kind of like, like, oh, man, it would be so great to have this be number one. Mm-hmm. Um, so I decided in the end to make it two. Okay. Um, and it's uh, one of my all-time favorites. 1987, Robocop. I'm going to hop in on here. It's my number two as well. Excellent. Um, Dead or Alive, you're coming with me. Yeah. <laughs> Number uh, two. That's awesome. Just one of those movies that really... Um, it, it's one of those movies that shouldn't work. No. That just does it, so well. Absolutely. Like, it, you look at it and you just think, like, like you know, it's, like, got all this ridiculous violence. It's, like, kind of trashy and stuff. But, like, it's just... Some of the, of like, amazing satire. Yeah, the sat. If you get the satire, is great. Um, you know, it, it is. It falls right into that category of it's a film that will like the package of what this film delivers. Not necessarily not the theme or yeah. the the story, but like sort of the whole feeling that this yeah, movie yeah. gives. 
just will never be duplicated. The yeah. perfect mix I, again, of like, like I said, like a, with a lot of dark stuff on my list, like so dark, yeah. such violence, like wacky, like literally wacky satire. It, it's kind uh, of the the sort of almost the overall theme of a lot of my lists, mm-hmm. unintentionally, but it just kind of goes goes to show where oh, was, yeah. where my brain is at when it yeah, comes yeah. to this era. That it's all kind of movies that just are they're one stand- of a kind. Exactly. Like, exactly. There's just nothing else well. really yeah. like them. Yeah. Like, and Robocop is just, there's something special. Like, there, it's mm-hmm. never really, there's sequels, there's a remake or reimagining or whatever you want to call it. Which, I mean, the new one, I like in its own yeah. way. It's pretty decent. Yeah. Uh, it's a decent movie. But it's nothing. Soft reboot. I mean, it's completely not. <laughs> No, Robocop, it is not, it's yeah, its yeah. own thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I thought it was okay. Yeah, as um, a cop, that's a robot in it. <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah, it was okay. Yeah, yeah. Like I didn't, have <laughs> I didn't hate pro- it. <laughs> no, I didn't have a big problem with it yeah. because it wasn't really trying to be. Yeah, which know, to original. be fair was actually probably the best thing they could have done. Yeah, was not trying to emulate. Yeah, you know exactly. I uh, thought that was really smart. How Paul Verhoeven did this mm-hmm. with this film? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, obviously, probably the script had a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um. And then, like, to be fair, Paul Verhoeven had did not have a lot of other huge. He didn't. He didn't like like. He, Paul Verhoeven created a lot. Of, did a lot of movies that didn't actually pan out all that well. Mostly uh, later. Though. Mostly later. More in the nineties. Uh, more than it, to be fair, true. Yeah, more in the nineties. Um, or like and, well into the nineties. And say. this was such a. Well, this was his first American film. That's true. Yeah. Um, oh, which maybe says like. While this is his first American film, he implemented maybe a lot of not American yep. film technique like, style into it, which probably why it like a, yeah. it's an outsider director. He didn't know the rules. He didn't know like that you had to do things a certain way in like Hollywood yeah. films. So he just came in and was just like, "Let's do this, this, <laughs> and like, this." I like violence. Yeah, and so- <laughs> people. He was just like, "Let's do this, this, and this," and people yeah. were like, "Oh, that's kind of crazy. No one really does that, Paul." And then they did it, and yeah. it was you know yeah. that's what makes it work. Yeah. So yeah, I mean the actors, Peter like, absolutely Peter phenomenal. Weller. Yeah, amazing. Again, like it shouldn't work. No, like it should be the dumbest thing oh, ever. Exa- it, Put a guy in a stupid robot like, suit, robot clunky. cyborg yeah, costume. Yeah. It, it should not work it at all. It is straight out of the realm of, like... It should be a total B-movie if, garbage. If, if, if that. Like, yeah. you know... And, and it's amazing. And instead, like, yeah, they, you know... Because they nail it about it being all about, yeah. like, reclaiming his humanity, like, losing his humanity, reclaiming his humanity, yeah. what it really means to be mm-hmm. human, what it means to not be human, you know, yeah. family, all these themes. Yeah. And then his performance just... You, you think, you know, like, okay, act like a robot with, like, no emotion. No, and it's like, really and no, hard. But it's super good. It's really yeah, hard yeah, to yeah. do it well. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you have everyone else, you know, just Kerwood Smith. I mean, you have, <laughs> all, your, you have all your villains. I mean, it's basically, like, this movie's full of On villains. On our top villains list. It's full of villains. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, there's, yeah. there's so many villains. So many bad guys. No, way, actually, that is way, really, it is, it is a movie full of villains. Because yeah. you have, like, you know, like, Ronnie Cox... Is like Dick Scumbag. Jones, yeah. who's kind of like the mastermind. He's sort of the mastermind yeah, yeah, yeah. of the of the of the villainous plot. Yeah. But this is the political villain. But then with with Kurt Smith's character with Clarence Boddicker, like he doesn't play it like he's a henchman of Dick Jones. No. Like they play it as they're two different villains that they're kind of both kind mm-hmm. of master villains, and they're just kind of associated together 
because of this kind of scheme that brings them together. But, like, he's very, um, like, uh, you know, like, he's... He just has this attitude, like he's very. I don't like cops, and cops well, don't well, like me. Well, I mean, me. sure, there's all that stuff. There's all that stuff, but he, but he has this very irreverent attitude yeah, towards yeah. where, where like Dick Jones is like he he feels like he's the big he's the big yeah. man who's like in charge of everything, and then like Clarence Boddicker is just shy of being like an anarchist, <laughs> like like his like attitude yeah. towards like like his irreverent attitude towards. Yeah, you he know. just doesn't care, and yeah, it's just yeah. like it, he's amazing he revels in being a criminal Kerwin smith just such a great you yeah. know and then all the sort of smaller roles of like it, the other quite honestly it's kind of amazing that we didn't just see kurt after this like Kerwin smith just like typecast as like a villain for like the next decade well like, he took a big sidestep by doing that 70s that show, 70s show. Yeah. and then yeah. that sort of became yeah. what he was but, most but, famous for. but yeah but i mean he did all sorts of i've seen him pop up in all sorts of films and he yeah. did not like being Clarence Boddicker didn't like peg him into a certain yeah. role. I mean, it, it helped that he had actually done a few things before, and yeah. it was known that he was an accomplished actor. Oh yeah, yeah. So that you know that was yeah. that you know. But you definitely can see this is the kind of movie where you do it, and you're just like, well, that guy is forever going to replay play that kind of role. Yeah. You know, and he lucked out, and like yeah. that didn't happen. But yeah, no, so good. Uh, yeah. It's and again, uh, one. Uh, it's the most, the single most threatening piece of animatronics ever. <laughs> Ed 209 yeah. is so damn scary. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, um, and uh, stop motion. No, there's like know. stop motion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, full That's actually what I meant the, to say. The full yeah. motion. The full motion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is all not, like not to animate. Well, he probably bit animatronics. Yeah, the, 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 the there's bit. like the live action the stuff. The large, the large, yeah. But yeah. there's the stop motion stuff for yeah. all the full movement stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, all that stuff's great. He's the, you know? the Edge of Nine was the, the kind of like the monster of the film. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah, um, everything is absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, uh, the soundtrack is, yeah, uh, cool. yep, yeah. uh, or not Every the soundtrack, just the, soundtrack. the the score is yeah. is so. Every know, great film has a uh, great music. Score. Uh, interesting thing. Um, uh, originally, Paul Verhoeven didn't want any score or music at all in the film because uh, he, he didn't want anything that would feel like he was um, like sort of uh, giving uh, or like trying to manipulate he, exactly or, exactly or he wanted he wanted to be it was raw and then when he was presented with like what they wanted to use as a score he actually thought it was like oh this is actually this because he was afraid of what was going to yeah. happen this is you know um, but yeah no this is um uh, funny enough, I, I know you saw this movie when you were probably way too young to see it. Um, I don't or, really remember. Or, no, no, that's right. You were going to see this film and you ended there up seeing Superman. Inc- yeah, there was an incident where uh, <laughs> an incident. I was with a friend and like his dad or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I think it was. Uh, a long time ago. Uh, <laughs> 30 years ago. Yeah. And um, we we were gonna go to it and then it was sold out so oh we right we went to i believe yeah we went to superman 4 instead because um, <laughs> that was out, out at the same time yeah um like so the summer of 87 mm-hmm. so um i assume it was the summer of 87 yeah yeah, yeah most likely most likely um so yeah i didn't see it in the yeah. theater god yeah Scarred for life. I don't know what I would have made of it. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, I probably saw it on on. Oh uh, yeah, I saw it on video. VHS, like pretty, you know, pretty young. again, probably much younger than I. Considering like edit like this is, I mean, I this movie like, was going to get an X rating, yeah. and they edited it to. 
yeah, down to a just a second here and second there. There and they and it got an R. The, the uncut version that uh, is out now, like yeah. that you can get, like on Blu-ray and stuff like yeah. that. It, there's not even one minute of difference between it's that, literally seconds, which here is and a there. like it's just it's, it's all it just takes. Shaving down, yeah, bits and pieces bits here and, and there. pieces yeah. here and there. Um, but yeah, no Robocop is uh, again similar to Batman. Spawned a bunch of sequels that just progressively got worse and worse. Of which yeah, I have never seen the third of, one. A lot of franchises are like yeah, that. I mean, that's... I'd say probably most franchises that yeah. where that happens. You know, considering when you have like three Indiana Jones films that are all great, but why couldn't we get three great RoboCop all, movies? But all with the same actor, True. same director, Victor, yeah, same basic consistency. creative minds, consistency, right? yeah. Yeah, that's not the case for any of the other no, these no. other and, franchises and, we're talking about. Um, well, well, RoboCop two has there's good and bad about RoboCop two. Uh, the like why Robo there's there's a, and, and we actually may have even talked about it on this on the show before. Uh, there are actually like clear cut reasons why RoboCop two turned out poorly. Yeah, um, there usually is. Yeah, uh, you know there was a, a lot of decisions made that movie into the movie it was. Yep you know despite what should have been done but yeah no robocop awesome yeah but are both of our number twos yeah awesome yeah we'll we'll we'll, awesome, we'll awesome. watch we'll watch yeah yeah um yeah all right so that yeah. so i guess since that's also my number two it's now your number one all right so number one well obviously the reason that i had to make robocop two then i kinda, yep. i kind of wanted to make it one okay but um I just felt like having the synergy with the last list. <laughs> yeah. I just kind of had to do it. Yeah. So, um, my number one on the last list was Terminator, James Cameron film. Yeah. Uh, so my number one this time around is 1986, Aliens. The Aliens. Next, the next Cameron film. So, yeah. Um, we talked a lot about, a fair amount about Aliens when we did the franchise talk episode. Yeah. About the Alien uh, series. So, probably don't have to go into a lot of detail about that, but suffice to say, I mean, really, yeah. Aliens. Come on. I mean, it's just, it's literally one of the most quotable, one of the best, like, put, like, made, Mm -hmm. put together, you know, great story, great characters, great action, great effects, you know, from from the the era. Um, It's... Uh, and, no. and I definitely can see how you could have you, you like the fight between this and Robocop for taking places because again this is one of those movies that like it my love sits... of Robocop feels more personal yeah 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 like Aliens it, is just Aliens just feels like is there a better movie again it, it fits on a it sits on a like on this despite it having you know a previous movie that was also good like yeah. Alien was good uh, like there's a sort of this like plinth that it sits on and so like it is I mean, this was 1986. Yeah. There's 30 years of movies. There has been thousands of attempts to be the next Aliens. Yeah. And they've never done. Alien, it's never Alien, been Aliens done. Aliens is a strong... I mean, I, I'm not saying it's my personal opinion, but... It's the it, best movie featuring Xenomorphs. It's a, it's a strong <laughs> contender for, like, one of the best films ever made. Yeah. Oh, like, probably. Like, I'm not saying it is, because mm. that's, like, it's not something you should really do, is to, like, say absolutely such and such. Yeah. But it's a strong contender. New films come out all the time. Too hard to pick it. <laughs> yeah. Also, I mean, there's a lot of history before and after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but it's a strong contender, because really, I mean, you have 
how often is a movie like this in sort of the horror action sci-fi kind of genre where you have your lead actress is nominated for the Oscar for best actress, yeah. um, you know, and you just like it's once that's how often yeah. once this time. <laughs> um, it, I mean, it's just, it's exemplary on every level. I mm-hmm. mean, I'm sure we probably said pretty much all of this yeah. in, in the, in the, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a master, it's master work filmmaking, but yeah. it's a masterpiece. And yeah. so I felt like between that and sort of having to kind of, I wanted to kind of have that synergy mm-hmm. with like in part one where I put Terminator at the top and this was camera's next film. Yeah. It just, it, uh, I, I mean, me leaving aliens off my list because we had yeah. already discussed it. Yeah. Actually kind of, kind of dramatically changed where a lot of stuff other stuff sat in my list that's cool because of how high aliens would sit on my list yeah um it's yeah fine. no you're uh, you pretty safe because yeah there it is. I, I, again this was one of the ones i wasn't sure if you were gonna do because we had already covered it but uh no i would have said at the beginning yeah, yeah. The case. uh well you you did mention that it just because we had talked about it before it wasn't necessarily yeah because uh, um, it's yeah. still yeah uh yeah again like yeah it's it's you know we talked a lot about it the majority probably of that that franchise talk is probably about aliens a lot of it a lot of it although i think probably alien resurrection oddly enough had a bigger share just because it was kind of more fun talking about how bad it was was. um uh yeah sometimes that happens but no uh yeah aliens is so good it's it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like you can just—I mean, every there's not a bad scene, mm-hmm. there's not a bad performance, there's not a bad line of dialogue really um, that I can think of. I mean, I mean, it all fits. Yeah, you know? yeah, like, yeah, yeah, even yeah. even ones where you think like, eh, but it fits, you know. And um, it's the action is amazing. Um, the effects, as far as like, you know, uh, they still look great. Yeah, like they well, we talked. So that was great. one thing we talked a lot about yeah. in the franchise talk episode. Stand up so about well. like the animatronics and stuff on the Queen and all that yeah. kind of stuff. You know oh. how how impressive that was and everything. So, yeah, yeah, and sure. uh, you know the, the, the technical stuff that they had to do from like the model making yeah. because at the time and it wasn't a huge budget either. either. Like, yeah, that no. was kind of when camera stuff was kind of still ascending, oh. and he hadn't kind of had that thing of breaking through to that level of just like ridiculous budgets yeah. that he would end up with uh with the 90s and, and beyond um he was still kind of making do at this yeah. point yeah so yeah and i mean yeah just like the things that they had to do to make the film the way it was yeah no excellent i only recently found out that and i don't know why i i assume they maybe did it a different way or the way they because of how they cut the shots, I, I assumed it may have been a more stop, not stop motion, but a, a sort of a like, we move it, we film, we move it, we film um, kind of situation with the power loader suit. I didn't realize there was a dude in there. Yeah, it's just like a stun guy, basically. It's a stun guy, and, and he's basically carrying you're, you're, Ripley yeah, and the suit. He's basically just standing on yeah. him, and he's... And he's walking the suit. Mm. And I, I I guess I just assumed it was one of those things because of like how they cut it. Yeah. They would like move the suit legs a bit, cut back like like and the bits were like they show her actually walking i just assumed it was like a lot of like hidden wires and stuff like that like no there's a dude in there that is an amazing way to do that then like that poor dude but yeah. holy cow was, yeah, that's hard so, work. that's so smart it was extremely that's hard super work, smart to do but, you know. yeah yeah no aliens that's an excellent number one that mm. is yeah 
I don't know. Uh, I don't know what your one is, but I'm sure it'll be really obvious once you say it. Uh, my number one is from 1985. Assuming you're having none yet. Okay. Yeah, Features a smorgasbord cast, and it is a movie that I absolutely love. Clue. Oh, what? Yes. Wow. I frigging love Clue. I've seen it so many times. I am, did you forget about Clue? No, I didn't forget about it. It's just it's not really that well regarded of a movie. Oh, so I, never I know. Would have oh, expected. I. Oh, yeah. I. I, I, I it, it's funny. I like. I know. Like critically, it's not like it. Like it kind of had ebbs and flows and like. But like, I love Clue. It's that's fine. It's There's, it's not illegal. No. Yeah. Um. It was. It was. I had a bit of a similar thing. Do you? Robocop, Clue, danced back and forth on my list a bit. Yeah. Um, uh, again, if I had Aliens on here, probably Aliens would have been one, and Clue would have been two, and then Robocop would have been three. But, um, uh, yeah, I just... It's so much fun to watch. Uh, they, Maybe they, I should give it a watch, because, like, you haven't, I haven't seen it in a long time, oh, yeah? and it was never really, like, a big favorite. Oh, yeah? Oh, really? Oh, okay. But... Uh, you know, no, just I, mean, I should just sort of be like, oh, what's you know what? I what the thing is, is I could <laughs> I could definitely understand how people how someone like you know, I it's I think it's like it's funny, like the, the story is like clever the 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 way it's shot and filmed and you know limit like super like everything's done like it's super limited environment most of it is in like two rooms. Well, it's clear. It is close. So, I, mean, I mean, you know, yeah. It's in the house. It's in the house, yeah. Um, uh, the an amazing cast of just like a ton of people. Like every face is somebody you recognize. Um, yeah, no, I. Well, I can't offer much. Yeah, uh, uh, here yeah. I, I I didn't realize it. I mean, I I thought you were, I thought you were a clue guy. So I wasn't. Uh, I, really? I, yeah. No. Um, I, and I, this is one of those ones that, like, I saw when I was young, uh, and, like, just see it, like, just periodically have always been, I mean, like, if somebody was like, do you want to play the game or watch the movie? I'd be like, yeah, sure, let's watch the movie. <laughs> but, you know. I yeah, also don't remember the last time I played a game of Clue. Jeez. Uh, actually, that's absolutely not true. I played Clue, like, it's fine. a Christmas nice. ago. At my parents' place. <laughs> doesn't really matter. <laughs> like, like a year ago, I played a game. Doesn't really matter. But yeah, no, I. Um, it's just so so enjoyable to watch. Like it's just like pop it, and it's fine. it's one of those ones that it, it used to be on TV, but probably still is. Like all the time, and I would like even half. Like I am not one of those guys that like when I used to watch like cable television. If I came into a movie halfway. I couldn't just start there. Like, even if it's a movie I've seen before, I couldn't... This is one of those movies I can just pop in at any time. The last 30 minutes of the movie, fine. I will watch it. Yeah. I, I Mostly because I already know the first yeah. <laughs> so well, like, it's fine. That probably you helps. Know, um, the, the alternate endings is such a, like, bizarro, and, like, the story behind how they... they cut like six different endings or five different endings i think well and you, not every theater like yeah they distributed them differently endings, right yeah. and so you you the ending you got at your theater might be different than the the man that would lead to some arguments between people wouldn't it oh, 
Can you imagine? Like, oh, it, it ended like this. No, it ended like this. Can you, know? you imagine? Like, in 1985, that was fine because we didn't have the internet. Yeah. And by the time that information disseminated about the different endings, like, a, a lot of time had passed. Well, I think Can you imagine? it was on video because that, that, they, put yeah, the they put all the endings on, on the, the video. On the video yeah. I, tape, I think so. it may have, like, there was some... I think we were going to do some like magazine yeah, articles. Yeah, sure, magazine articles. Well, but most like, people would never read But those. it was already in the theater and may have already been out of the yeah, theater yeah, by that yeah. time. In this day and age of like information, or, like people, yeah. like people, like, mo- like movie people reviews, would go already knowing that there would be. That well, either people would go things. already knowing, or you would have the biggest internet fights where nobody would believe anybody about the ending because no because realistically, the fact that there was different endings would already be yeah spoiled. see that's that's the thing they couldn't but it's a shame that I'd like to think there's a world where the fact that there were different endings they could keep that quiet and so that not in these days people didn't believe what yeah. other people would say going. about the movie. Like, for, no, you clearly haven't seen the movie because this is how it ends. I know what you're going yeah. for, but that but would never happen. Yeah, because, because everything is revealed. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. Everything is. You know what? Nowadays, the fact that it had multiple endings would be revealed in the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no. Uh, yeah, so that's that's my number one cool. 1985 clue. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Definitely feel like I need to revisit it now yeah. and see if I can sort of see what you see in it. Mm. Um, I do. You just want to run through your list? Uh, yeah. All right. So number five, mm-hmm. uh, from Roger Rabbit, nineteen eighty-eight. Okay. Uh, number four was Princess Bride, nineteen eighty-seven. Mm-hmm. Number three is uh, the two Tim Burton films, Beetlejuice, nineteen eighty-eight, and Batman, nineteen eighty-nine. Uh, number two, Robocop, nineteen eighty-seven, and number one, Aliens, nineteen eighty-six. Nice. Uh, my number five is uh, 1986, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. My number four is Roger Rabbit. My number three is Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, 1989. Uh, number two is Robocop, 87. And my number one is Clue, 85. It's interesting because I, it's true that when you do it how you did it with mm-hmm. the sort of breaking up like that, yeah. um, it, it probably results in a bit less crossover. Although we, we still managed to get two. We still managed to cross two over two. Of, you know. Yeah. yeah. Six-ish. Yeah. You know. I mean. It's not it, bad. I, I have to say, like, your list is. I like your list better than mine in some ways. Like, my list is very, like, these are, like, just some of my. Yeah. Like, your list as far as, like, just being, like, well, here are, like what you said, these are five, six yeah. movies that stand alone have what they present is like not hasn't been really duplicated. Uh, yeah, they just seem the ones that are super exceptional. They're the super exceptional, exceptional standout films that like time has, uh, like born on yeah. these films and they and seem, they are still amazing. It, you know? and, and because of that, it may seem a little bit less personal, but <laughs> in a way, you know, because it's kind of like I'm just sort of like making a list of, like, the stuff that's considered the biggest classics of the time type of thing. Here's but the thing. If really those are, are what you good. really like, that's They really fun. are that good. I, that is one of those things, like, it, and, I, and I fight this every time we do a top five list, especially these decade ones. These yeah. are the hardest on this, is where I'm, like, I make my top five. I make, I, you know, I write a big chunk of movies, and then I pick my five, and I'm like, wait, these are the five that everybody would have. Yeah. They're, like, the no-brainers. And I'm like, 
why did I pick these five? Are these five just because these are the ones I know the best? Yeah. Uh, or, or these ones I genuinely like? Yeah. And sometimes I have to go, well, they're both. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. You know, like, the, the I don't, I don't, I don't always, I don't feel the need I have to, like, hipster my list into something that right. is, you know. All right. Um, so Every once in a while, I'll put some hipster anime choice on there. That's yeah. <laughs> you know. um, so. I guess we'll do some honorable mentions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, there's things that I'm about thirty movies I could list here, but I'm not going to. No, I, yeah, mine's a little cut down as well. Yeah, yeah. But um, there's uh, stuff like um, you know because I went with Beetlejuice and Batman for mm-hmm. Tim Burton, but uh, there's also Peavis Big Venture, 1985. Um, I know you like. It. I, I thought that might be on your list. I, like, I was. I, I was, like it I a wasn't lot. Sure, but I like it a lot. But I like Beetlejuice and Batman just a little yeah. bit more. So you know, if we were doing top five, you know, Tim Burton movies, maybe. But you know, I had to try and one day, of, one day I maybe. To, I had to try and bring it down a little bit, so I put it on honorable. But I, I do like Beetlejuice and Adventure a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I've, these are in um, order, like time, um, year order. So. Yeah. Uh, also, 1985, um, Ran, the Akira Kurosawa. Yes. Um, samurai film, um, basically inspired by um, uh, Shakespeare's uh, King Lear. Um, and uh, the just epic, um, rare case of a color yes. Kurosawa film. Yep. And um, just, yeah, great. Uh, also, 1985, Rocky IV. Um, very questionable as to how good of a movie it is. So entertaining, like supremely entertaining. <laughs> One of the most entertaining movies. But it's like, is it really a great movie? Mm. Eh, hard to say. It depends on how you define greatness. If you find great as like just being extremely entertaining, but it definitely is. Uh, 1986, uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Big yeah. fan of that. Again. We did a whole episode on it. Yeah. Um, I do like John Carpenter a lot, so. That's sort of my John Carpenter pick. Um, also, 1986, uh, Stand By Me. Another Rob Reiner. So, again, I, I decided to go with... Uh, that was I decided I, to go with Princess Bride as my Rob Reiner pick, but Stand the, By Me is great. My, my, my... I had sort of a three-way thing going for 86, and it was Ferris Bueller's Day Off, uh, uh, Stand By Me, and... Uh, oh, I marked it. Uh, what the hell? Oh, and Labyrinth. Those were like the ones I was, and I, I went with Ferris Bueller's Day Off, but Stand by Me yeah. is I like Stand by Me a yeah, lot. Yeah, it's a lot. It's super good. Um, um, some of the best comedies I think of the era. The a uh, few things like um, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles from 1987. Yeah. Uh, Spaceballs, 1987. Thank you. Uh, mentioning Spaceballs. Um, I like Spaceballs a lot. I think yeah, it's yeah, one of my too. favorite comedies, just in terms of like pure funniness oh yeah memorable memorableness and like (laughs) super quotability but i kind of take points away from it on the fact that it's like a very it's like a spoof of a very specific thing yeah yeah, and 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 to me that's like that kind of cheapens it in a way but like like it's it's a great movie but it's like it's kind of not great in a way because of that if that makes sense spoofiness like i'm always wondering like because like, if Star Wars didn't exist, this movie couldn't exist. Exactly. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's which might be the essence of a spoof. But, yeah. So, but know. it's kind of riding the coattails of yeah. another film in a way. Yeah. Yeah. But it's very enjoyable. It's mm-hmm. very funny. So yeah. it does its job of being a comedy very well, um, which is why it's an honorable mention. You know, mm-hmm. um, another one would be um, Fish Called Wanda, which we've also done yep. a full episode on yep. in 1988, um, and UHF. 
1989, the Weird Al Yankovic movie. That is super... Hilarious. uh, Very very cult film. Like, totally didn't do Mm -hmm. well. But it's, you know, really right up my alley. I I love Mm. love Weird Al's sense of humor. And, you know, everything really came together on that one. Um, uh, Die Hard, Mm. 1988, one of the greatest action films. Uh, We talked about it extensively. We did a Die Hard uh, franchise Mm -hmm. episode. Um, Willow. 1988. That's right, yeah. Big fan of Willow. Missed that one. One of those real uh, exceptions that proved the rule of my not liking fantasy. Yeah. Th- um, th- that is definitely one of those ones that, like, I think everybody but me likes Willow. Like, I don't dislike it. I just was like, it's all right. Um, and, uh, again, because um, I have Aliens as my... Uh, as my James Cameron pick, uh, The Abyss from 1989. Yeah, I, was, I, the next I, knew, I know James you Cameron like The Abyss. Film. I love yep. The Abyss. Um, definitely a little bit more of a quieter kind of like more kind of uh, thinking movie, more contemplative. So it's it's a little less kind of like out there like, like yeah, this is amazing. It's kind of more to kind of sit back and kind of just absorb it and just mm-hmm. kind of think about it. And it's slower and stuff, but it's, it's really it's good. It's got a... It's got some 2001 elements to it in terms of like the yeah yeah you know, the the feel of it is, yeah that's how I always think of it is it um, remi- those two movies remind me a lot of each other and the only other thing is just um, Ian Andrews Last Crusade because yeah, yeah. you have that covered but mm. that you know I like it but mm. like I say not nearly as much as Raiders um instead of just doing some Ulcerans, I just have a few films here that these are films. They came out in this time period, this five years. Um, I haven't seen any of these in ages. Mm-hmm. But there were films I'd probably seen at least a dozen times when I was younger. Okay. Um, and so, like, they're childhood classics to me, but... You have no idea if they would hold up. I have a sinking suspicion that I would watch them and go, I know exactly why nine-year-old me watched that film... 10 times probably more than once back to back but you know I, I I probably would find it maybe a little boring now or a little too kiddy now but yeah um, one time when I was sick I watched Harry and the Hendersons <laughs> I remember that over and over and over <laughs> all day <laughs> just kept I have no I have no idea if it's good or not <laughs> you can't remember you were sick you remember nothing <laughs> no I just haven't seen it no, since it's... I was a kid <laughs> Are you seen it enough for a lifetime? Um, so these films are uh, from '86, Short Circuit. Yeah, which I freaking loved. You talk about Short Circuit all the time. I know, and I'm, sh- but again, I have not seen it since probably the '90s. At the, uh, uh, yeah. no, for sure since the '90s. I have not seen it in this this century. Yeah. Um, the Burbs, uh, comedy, kind of a dark comedy that I really loved. I've uh, watched it so many. I, I, it was a film that I watched until I didn't really enjoy it anymore. Um, Disney's Flight of the Navigator. Super love that one. Uh, that might be on a top five list later. Um, Adventures in Babysitting. Uh, super duper also. Yeah, that's one that like uh, is very popular and is sort of considered very classic stuff. Yeah. And it's like, I just never got into it. It never it wasn't it's your, one of those in your bag? Well, no, I just, I never really encountered it enough to really know. Like uh, I just, and then kind of time passed and it was kind of like, yeah, it's sort of too late to watch it now, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> so. Uh, 
Uh, a movie that is absolutely terrible, probably, now that I think about it. I watched it over and over again, and my love of Jurassic Park probably came from this movie. And it's a movie called Babe Secret, Baby Secret of the Lost Legend. Right. Which is a dinosaur movie that features a very bad animatronic dinosaur. Uh, and uh, Sean Young and the guy who plays... Uh, uh, was it American American Hero? Uh, it's the TV show. <sighs> Greatest American Hero, the actor who played in Greatest American Hero, and okay. it's a movie. It was a dinosaur movie, and there just were no live action dinosaur movies. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I know of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I think like when I was because it, it it was. Uh, I was 85, so I was, like, really young when it came out. And um, I watched it over and over and over again. And then, you know, it was kind of like it was replaced by Jurassic Park as, of course, like, monumentally <laughs> superior film <laughs> in many ways, in every way. Um, but, yeah, no, just uh, just one of those ones, like, oh, yeah, I remember watching that a ton when I was, like, six and seven years old. Hmm. And there was no way... I, I, went, I went and watched the trailer, and I was like... like Probably yep. not six or seven. Oh, I guess eighty five. I would have been like nine, nine. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been like nine or ten. Um, I was like, oh yeah, I could definitely see how no, ten year old your math is still way off there. But what in eighty five? Yeah. Uh, you, was, you turned eight in eighty five, so you would have been okay. seven or eight. Seven or eight. Oh, okay. Seven <laughs> or eight. Oh yeah. Well, no, but I was watching it through till the time I was, yeah. you know, ten, ten or eleven. Um, but um, like, that's probably the last time I watched it. I was ten. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah yeah so those are some films that I definitely remember liking watching a ton when I was a kid but uh, but yeah this I mean the 80s are just you know both our part one and part two are just full of films that just yeah. oh yeah I remember liking that I remember oh liking I that. could I, remember, I could oh yeah, yeah name a yeah. uh, hundred more movies oh yeah, but, yeah, yeah. every single know, one of them are enjoyable they're not yeah. at the top of the pile yeah. they're just movies yeah. that I enjoyed or mm-hmm. that I thought were decent yeah. Yeah. you know but there's lots of other ones yeah but. Uh, yeah, no, I I think uh, I think you really picked, you you picked some amazing, you got some amazing. Oh, and there, yeah. um, I should also mention, or I intended to oh, mention, okay. there's a couple of things that I deliberately didn't mention in, while well, they would have been like honorable mentions probably, oh, yeah. or maybe could have scraped onto the actual list even, certainly at the lower end at least, uh-huh. um, but probably would have been mostly honorable mentions couple of things I deliberately didn't mention because I know that they're going to be on upcoming lists that, are, that we've already kind of yeah. planned to do in the near yeah. future. Um, so there's a couple that I deliberately didn't mention, I so gotta, they'll be more surprising. I have a few, yeah. So they'll be more surprising later. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's as much of a hint as I'll get. No, yeah, 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 yeah. It's that, excuse me, pardon me. That is definitely one thing about doing the, sometimes doing the decade film lists is, again, it's one of, uh, when you have such a wide berth of movies, you're just like, do I want to put that on this list or do I want to save it for a more specific yeah, list? Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, that's what I did. You, so. you, you get into that pattern where you just kind of like, well, you just keep repeating the same movie, yeah. you know? Uh, yeah, so it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's nice to be like, oh, well, I can put this on this list because save that for another list yeah, yeah, yeah. but we're like being more a more specific topic it fits it better sometimes, yeah exactly you know? exactly um that's all i'm saying yeah that's for all sure I'm no saying. absolutely absolutely yeah yeah <laughs> just a little bit of a teaser there yeah um so there we go 
that's episode 81 in the bag the 80s and that's yeah and that's the 80s uh in two parts um in so we've got upcoming uh, a few normal episodes uh a couple uh before we get to 85 and have just uh just a a a rando top five list there um top five random movies (laughs) we just pick five random movies and have to order them no um but yeah, so so we've got we've got some films coming up. Uh, we we have uh, plans. We have we got, plans. yeah yeah we, we we have plans within plans. Yeah, we've we're, we've been we've been actually been working working hard on that. So it's been good. Um, but uh, thank you everyone who uh, listened in this week. Mm-hmm. And uh, guess until next week, uh, we'll see you later. I'm Chris. Senate. Cheers. Bye bye.